I'm Tina. I'm Meg. I'm Drea. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting, the fiber arts, and how awesome it is. Before we get into today's topics, let's talk about what we're working on right now. Tina, you want to start us off? Sure. I am working on another seed dot beanie, this time in Malabrigo, Mecca, and in a rustic kind of orange color. I don't know the official colorway name. I should probably know that, but I don't. Um, and it, it looks like fall. It's very folly. It has a lot of different shades of orange and kind of brown in it. So it's making me very up for the season. And it's going to match your more simple line shawl. Yes, it will. Very well. Yes, I'm very excited for that. Meg? Um, I am still working on my test knit for Leah M. Designs. It's called the um, From Summer to Fall Shawl. I am knitting it in uh, Cascade Heritage, KFI Indulgence, and Ashen Bumblefield Sock. Um, it's coming along really nice. I'm a little worried about hitting the deadline, um, but I feel like if I don't get to the deadline, I'm actually going to be pretty close. So um, hopefully I'll get there. It's due next week. So we'll see. You got this. I got this. Got I, yeah. With, with, with my no time to knit during the week. But it's coming Great. along so nice. It, it is. It's really nice and squishy. And honestly, it's it's a perfect project for like, if you have three fingering weight colors that go nicely together, like this is a great stash buster. And I'm probably going to knit this again um, because I have a ton of fingering weight. So I need to uh, I need to start paring down the stash. Drea. Wait, that's a thing. Yes. Oh, okay. yes, Tina. That's a thing. It's a thing. It, it can be a thing. I mean, it doesn't have to be a thing, but it mm. can be. Okay. You did just pare down the stash. You gave away a ton of stash. I did. It's true. Drea. I am working on more simple lines still. <laughs> she tosses nice. it on the table. As I pull this out. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing a lot of joy there. in this pattern. You're almost well, there. I am almost done. You are. I am almost done. This is probably going to be the last week that I'm working on it. Woohoo! I'm going to block it. Woohoo! Yay! And so far, I'm doing pretty good. You're doing excellent. <laughs> doing Knocking pretty good for you. Jess? I am working on the sea glass shawl, which is actually a crochet project. I don't know if I've actually brought up that I've been working on this. I have been actually working on this for a couple of months, and I keep uh, putting it down and coming back to it because it involves a lot of uh, double crochets, like just rows of double crochets, and they take so long. But the pattern, when you get to that part of it, at the end of each row is fun, so... It's uh, it's one of those things which it's nice to go back and forth to. So I'm working on that. Um, it's going to be a gift for someone. Um, I don't know if they actually listen or not. So we're just going to not say. I, I doubt it. I doubt they you listen. D- you don't know. I think someone close to that person. That's may what be I listening, mean. But I doubt <laughs> exactly. I doubt the person is listening. So um, and we'll so- leave it at that. So yeah, so there there is uh, so I'm working on that right now, and I'm actually into the uh, decrease part of it. So I'm uh, um, over a third of the way through, and hopefully I'll actually finish that up. And I've been finishing a lot of projects this year. I'm yeah. proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what number you're at for projects finished? Yeah, 
Uh, no, but more than three. <laughs> more than I think three. You're, I think you're up to five. Yeah. <laughs> more than three. That's that's really good for me. <laughs> I mean, more than one is really good for me. I'm kidding. <laughs> You finish a lot of projects. You just don't always finish your knitting or crochet projects. That's fair. All right. So as uh, most of our listeners know, we uh, went to Rhinebeck uh, this past week, the Sheep and Wool Festival. Uh, so we're going to start off our program here just with a little recap of how, what we thought uh, returning because we missed a year because of the goings on in the world. So... We're going to talk a little bit on, you know, our return to Rhinebeck, how we felt about that and all that good stuff. So the return. it was excellent. The return. <laughs> the return was excellent. It was excellent. Um, I mean, there uh, honestly, the only two downfalls to it, I think, was that our, our normal hot chocolate place was not there. True. Um, and the uh, the roast sheep wasn't there. Not that we saw. Not that we saw. I swear we smelled it. Yeah, I definitely smelt it. When you we sure got that wasn't there. the falafel, though? It might have been the falafel. It might have been the falafel hut. It, the um, the yeah. falafel hut was popping. It was well, popping. Because they had falafel, but they also had roast lamb, too. Oh, maybe that was Which the is lamb probably that we heard, what we, we were smelling. Mm. Yeah, that yeah, we heard. We heard the lamb getting slaughtered. No, Listen, we didn't. It was, oh, no. <laughs> We smelt it, yeah. <laughs> but no, other than that, um, no, our flute players were there. Yep. Um, that was good. So we had the sounds of Rhinebeck. Again, if you follow our podcast on Instagram, you'll see a little bit of the sounds of Rhinebeck. And, you'll see you know, us vibing. Dre and I vibing. Yeah, I put a highlight on the Instagram <laughs> so you can look through our, the stories that I posted there um, of us hanging out at Rhinebeck. There were fewer vendors than usual, um, mm. which was... You know, a little unfortunate, but at the same time, um, there was a little more room to move around. Um, people weren't as crushed in. So that was kind of a downside, kind of an upside at the same time. Yeah. Du- double-edged sword there. I mean, right. Because um, it was it was a little less claustrophobic. Um, I, I mean, I was able to get to actually look at uh, Miss Babs. This you actually year. bought Miss Babs. I actually did buy Miss Babs. Um which yeah, I never do mobbed. because well, it is mobbed because and their booth is so hard to get is. into. And um, I mean, you can buy online. So I, I usually just like glance from afar and then, you know, look online to get a closer up. But I could actually go up and and look at stuff this and time. So that was it. nice. That was- yeah, that actually that um, kind of swayed me into next time I knit a sweater, um, not a sweater, but like uh, the the capelet designer that I I test knit four larks and whimsies. She uses a lot of Miss Babs Yowza, and I had never touched it before, so I wasn't sure about using that, but now I have squeezed it, and I was like, I could totally see myself knitting a garment with this. That's absolutely that's what I ended up getting. That's awesome. Did you get, yeah, you got the smaller I, skeins of Yowza. I got the smaller skeins of Yowza, um, and it is, it's very... Squishy. It's very squishy. Yes, it is. it's very nice. I really nice. like it. It's very nice. Yeah. I really enjoyed, even though it was only one rack... The one rack of hundred ravens. Oh, it was. A, it, <laughs> she, it was. She made good choices for that one yeah, rack. She it really was did. Really, really good. Um, I I also got a skein from there. Guys, hundred ravens is the only yarn that I actually bought. Really? I only bought one skein of yarn. Yeah, you got that freebie. That's well, no, that. you got no, Frank's you got yarn, right? I. Only oh, bought oh, one did, skein did of Frank yarn. buy those skeins of yarn? Frank bought two Whoa. skeins of yarn for me. 
to knit him <laughs> something. Ah, <laughs> uh, commissioning, I see. Yes. <laughs> he buys the yarn, you get to play with it. Well, he gets he, the finished product. He couldn't it decide between two colors, so he decided that they worked together, and he, he just bought both. But I bought one skein of yarn. I got one free skein of yarn for buying a felted alpaca. And <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about the free skein of yarn. Yeah. And then I bought some art and some soap. And Oh, we all bought soap. Yeah, we all yeah. got the soap. Cat's View Farm. Yep. yep. Um, oh, and a shawl pin. And that's all I bought. That's right. You guys got the pineapple shawl pins. Those are yeah. super cute. They were really cute. I'll be I'll be honest though. My my pineapple shawl, shawl pins already kind of fallen apart. Oh no. oh no. Yeah, I tried. I don't know if it was the way I was pinning it, but it was just not. It's not like holding up. And I, I and I just kept remembering that guy going like, "It's a six dollar shawl pin. What did you expect?" <laughs> I mean, honesty was. You I know, mean, are you good. are you gonna go like skydiving with it? Because that's not gonna work. <laughs> so <laughs> that's he was talking fair. about that's the quality. Fair. So, but yeah, no, I think I can adjust it. I think it just needs the screw at the end where the it's uh, hinged. It just needs to be tightened. Probably, but yeah. um, it's not it's not like broken or anything. So it'll work out. That's good. Um, I got I got another beading uh hook. Yeah, because they had them, you know, at bead biz and. I honestly don't think I know where my current one is. So, and they're like I said, they're great. So, so I got I got I got a couple. What did I get? I got three skeins of yarn. Yeah, you got uh, Miss Babs, and you got the fiber optics. And then I got fiber and then I got my beading hook. Um, I fell down hard in fiber optics. That's fair though. So, okay. To be fair, that what one of those you had been looking at for three years at least three years you kept going back and looking at the skate i feel like after three years you Which are committed to it sakura it's oh. a pink to green gradient yeah. it's um, very pretty and i almost walked away without another one and then tina was standing right there and she's like oh i really like that colorway and it was texas blue bonnets which i had also <laughs> been looking at um and as soon as i she pointed it out i was like oh well i need to get that too so um, I, I walked away. Happy to um, help. Oh, you did help. I, I walked away with three skeins of yarn that cost me a lot of money. But um, you know what? It's it's worth it because I wanted them. Yeah. See, I actually held back at that because I really like the Sleepy Hollow colorway, but I have nothing to do with it. I've already gotten a couple skeins of yarn. So, But every single one of us came home under budget. We did. And, yeah. you know, that's something to be proud of. It is. I came home with $20 in my pocket. Remarkable restraint on all our parts. Drea did a lot of restraint training on me. Um, I was in the Cozy Color Works booth. Oh, and oh yeah. yeah. I usually have a really hard time with bulky, like getting a nice, soft-feeling, bulky weight mm. yarn. And they have a wonderful-feeling, bulky weight. Yeah. And it's very soft. I was like, okay, I need to buy like 20 skeins. And Drea's like, no, 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 buy one. <laughs> See how it knits up. See how it knits. See and how then, much you actually like it. Yeah. And then. You've you, already touched it. Yep. You know what it feels like. And it's then fair. you can go off and order go to website and order more. And I'm yep. like, okay, all right. So I bought one. I was really proud of myself. And I did that with you at a couple of booths. At like every booth. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that is one of the things though. Like I, I did grab a bunch of cards of places yeah. because I feel like 
seeing the colors in person and being able to feel it in person, I now like know enough that I can budget myself and then go back to their website and, and make purchases down the line. Well, that's the way you got to do it sometimes. You know, you don't have to, you know, break the bank just because, you know, you're there and it's Rhinebeck and... But yeah. you're there, and it's Rhinebeck. Know, but, but to be fair, you tasked us with keeping you on budget. Yeah, you did. And you guys did. Yeah. So I'm going to say something, and you might, Take it or you might it. hate me for it, but Cozy Color Works is going to be at New England Fiber Fest. God damn. <laughs> I know which booth I'm going to be filling up later. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's like self-restraint part two. Part two. Not <laughs> happening. <laughs> All right. So we've covered, you know, our, our Rhinebeck uh, recap. So we're going to move on a little bit here to some of our knitting pet peeves. What a, what annoys us um, in, in, in our crafts. Jess, you had a really good one before we started. <laughs> I did. And I, I think you need to talk about it. <laughs> I kind of went off it's on a, a tangent. Opener. And so, no. So one of my, my biggest pet peeves is when, you know, you're, you're happily going along, you're doing, you're doing your, your knit or your crochet and you're, and you're going and all of a sudden you get like, you think it's just a yarn barf, like the, the little knot comes out and then you're looking at it and it's weird because it's not, but you can't get the knot to unknot. So you're like sitting there trying to figure out where the knot in this thing is because you rolled the yarn fine. It's like perfect. So why did this come out? So you're looking at it and then you realize that there's like a little ring of fuzz that somehow formed in the center of your yarn ball somehow. And it's wrapped around your yarn. So it's connecting two yarns together. So now you have to figure out which two yarns are actually connected so you can separate them without accidentally breaking your yarn in half. And it's really annoying. <laughs> tell, tell us how you really feel. Don't mince words. Just, oh, don't hold back. Words. Just really obnoxious. <laughs> I, I find that happens to me a lot with fingering weight and like lower. Yes. So like fingering and lace. Yes. And um, sometimes DK too. But like the smaller weight yarns tend to have that problem. And I, I don't like because I do a lot of super bulky <sighs> too. And the super bulky I never run into the ring of death that like the ring of death. Is that it's what we're going to call it? Yes, yes, I think death. we should. Um, that surrounds your two yarns and holds them together. And then you're like, Oh my God, if I pull this apart and it's, then it's actually two, it's like a full yarn yeah. piece and I break the yarn. This is not going to be good. I, well, I feel like a part of that is because in the bigger yarn, you get the, you get the ring, but it's only around one. Right. And so it's easy to find. Right. And um, yeah. And it's, so it, it is. I feel. I, I think you're right. It is something that happens more with the uh, smaller weights of yarn, um, and the nice, softer, squishier yarns. Like those are the ones that it happens to because it, what yeah. you're getting is snagging the halo of it, and it's like. <sighs> but why? Can I piggyback on that? Yeah. Um, this garbage that I'm dealing with right now, where this you, <laughs> pissed, okay. Um, when you, when you wind it on a ball winder, which is supposed to keep it from tangling and you get this BS, oh, um, the little loop, the loops the- in the middle. Um, and you eventually pull it out and there's a big massive knot mm. that, um, you then have to untangle or you get your lovely wife to untangle it for you because she sees the murder in your eyes and knows you're about to. <laughs> I actually like untangling. You're knitting stuff. across the room. Um, if I spent money on a ball winder and a swift, 
Um, the expectation is that I don't have to do this. Yeah, those this. things aren't cheap. They're man. not cheap. I mean, the ball winder was pretty okay, cheap. Okay, yeah, like that's fair. We, we have like a cheap And to be fair, winder. the Swift was a Christmas gift, so I didn't pay for it. Yeah, but it was it, an expensive Christmas bit. Like, we, we I should not have to was. deal with massive knots in the middle of my center pole balls. So, quick tip though, and it doesn't always work, but I I do like to untangle yarns, and um, I don't I'm, know I'm how, not just saying perhaps. that because I I do. Um, so if you have in this, I've only found honestly with the cakes, obviously, because that's where you get the center pull. If you see that you're getting loops on the top, and every time you're pulling the yarn out, it's getting tangled in those loops. Um, Tug at the loop, see where they are in the bottom, and pull them out through the bottom. Once they're out through the bottom, when you're pulling from the center, it's no longer wrapping around those loops. Mm. So for the most part, they hot won't tip. tangle on there. So hot, hot tip. tip. Hot it doesn't tip. always work depending on, on how bad the yarn barf in the middle is. Um, but yeah, try that first. Like, uh, Get the loops, pull them out through the bottom, let them sit there. And for the most part, you won't have an issue um, until you get more of those loops That's up. a good tip. I hate dropping stitches <laughs> <laughs> raise did, your hand did you just drop some stitches Trans? i did a few minutes ago it was awful the, the full stop yes. that moment when you're you literally stop breathing as you're trying to pick them up because not breathing actually helps keep the stitches where they are so you can right? pick them up scientific yes. fact oh. right there yeah 100%. you have to stop breathing you pinch you pinch everything yes, like you pinch you're, them you're not sure if you're pinching the right <laughs> ones but you just pinch you're just, you're just hanging on for dear life <laughs> you're um, you're picking up everything even if it's not an actual <laughs> stitch you can sort it all out later <laughs> Just shove everything just, onto the needle. Just catch every every loop you see. Just catch it. That's actually very true. Like, I now have twice the number of stitches than what I need. Or or you use the crochet hook method and you think, oh, I'm so smart, and you ladder them all the way up, and then you realize you didn't ladder back far enough. Yep. And it's still hanging out down there. And just chilling. You got a yarn over down there that wasn't there before. <laughs> yes, my stockinette oh, project is now. Uh, Lace, Lace in the, it, only in this one spot. It, it just needed an eyelet. Yes, it's a it's an artistic diversion. <laughs> I'm just imagining. I would like now, my garment to breathe. Uh, a pattern designer somewhere <laughs> that happens, garment. and then they just like leave it in there. They're like, at this point, you will drop this stitch and just let it go. <laughs> so, so fun fact: there actually is a designer. Her name is Lucy Nitby, and she actually is known for putting uh, full holes into her knitting. Like, that is a design element she uses in all of her knitting, if you look it up. Hmm. Like, she will make what look like darned holes. Okay, to be fair, I, I mean... It the, actually looks pretty cool. The I was going to say, depending on how you do that, if you think about it, uh, distressed, the quote-unquote distressed um, garments or, you know, fashion-wise, you, you can oh. see them all over the place. You don't like, have to tell me half of my kids come in looking like somebody ran over their jeans. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like, I guess, yeah. If, if There's more leg it, than jean showing in your jeans, so doing it correctly in a pattern, okay, I, I can see that. It's basically a, uh, a knitting version of the distressed jean pattern. So that's actually pretty clever. It is pretty clever. <laughs> Excuse me. The only one, I, the one I was going to bring up was, um, so I expect this with uh, shitty yarn. <laughs> I don't expect it with expensive yarn, but it, sometimes it happens. I find a knot. Oh, like, oh where they knotted the two yes, strands together? Not, yeah. Mm. not two strands together and it's like a true knot not yes. a knot that you can undo and it's yeah. like one strand it's yeah. no it's, it's where the yarn broke 
And yep. whoever was skeining it decided yep. to go for broke yep. and uh, salvage the skein by tying two together. Yep, yep. I and have they run don't e- into and that. And they don't even tie it properly, so it's it's just so a, it's a mess. So you, get, so you get a knot in your work because yeah. you can't really hide it. Nope. Um, I mean, again, I've I found a way to, and it's obnoxious. You can, you can kind of um, where the knot is, twist it and like put like put some sort of thread around it and tie it behind the work and then keep knitting with it so you and then you kind of weave in that part of it yeah. like you end up weaving in the two ends no but way, you but, know what um, is worse than that is when it's like a gradient skein oh yeah and they tied it and it's not the gradient anymore that's it's what a happened totally to different me with the, and granted it was a cheaper yarn but with twinkie twinkie that that did that it was supposed to be a gradient and there was a knot and i realized and it went right from one color to like three shades darker and I was like that's infuriating granted with that and again this was lucky I wasn't doing like a a knitted project where it was I I was doing a crocheted animal so I could cut and I did for multiple parts cut the yarn where I wanted the different colors and I just started a different body part at that point that I wanted in that color but not everyone is that lucky and of course I didn't find out until halfway through it that because you can't see the knot until you get to that part yeah, in the skeins. So, yeah. well, yeah. yeah, if you're making like a beautiful gradient project, mm-hmm. and that's gonna mess you all up. Yep, that's but, infuriating. Like I said, if it's a cheaper yarn, I I get annoyed, yes. but I'm not you move mad. On. Yep. But when it's like a thirty forty dollar skein, I'm like, no, this no, is this, bull. Yeah, that's unacceptable. I used to get that in Noro a lot. Really? Yes. Three or three yeah. or four skeins of Noro, I had that happen. Really? Yeah, you're the yes. Noro queen. Have you? Has, has that ever happened to you? Uh, not with Noro, no. I, I had it. You happen. apparently have just found some lucky, some skeins. really crappy silk garden sock skeins. Yeah, wow. apparently. Yeah. Wait, mm. I have not knitted with with that in a very long time, but I remember getting a couple skeins, and that was exactly why I got mad. Was it wrecked the the gradient pattern? Yeah. yeah. Um, it no longer had that nice gradient. It was very like awkward. Mm. So I got pretty angry about it. I have another one. Oh, what yes. you got? Um, with wood needles, when there's a knock in the needle oh. and it keeps getting caught on the thread. And so every time you try to slide your stitches, it gets caught and then you have to like move it. And then, yeah, mm. I've had that done to me with nitpicks. I've had that done to me with clovers, which I expect from clovers. But uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no just to clovers, but sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but I was surprised with the nitpicks and and the, and the nitpicks I had broke, like straight up Ooh. just broke. And I was like, wait, I don't, oh, yeah, I don't that's... knit tight. And anyone that knows me, I do not knit tight you at all. So loose, <laughs> so loose, loose lady, loose lady. And um, I don't. And I was so shocked when I broke it. I was like, the strength of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> like, what have I done? No, that's um, that's honestly I prefer metal needles for same. that, just because it's um, and a lot of times because I I do I I use uh, fingering weight yarn more often than not in lace and the amount of, I I have used the wooden needles and actually snapped the yarn because it gets caught <gasps> and it just pulls or you get this giant fluff ball and half of the thread is like is ruined now and you're like oh well that's that's See, fantastic I don't use wooden needles because i will sit on them by mistake you've done that a couple times haven't you and that's why i don't use wooden needles (laughs) (laughs) the other issue i have with certain type of needles is the plastic needles oh no and i don't know if you really like plastic okay because if you've ever so i 
had inherited a bunch of needles from uh, someone who had passed away. And um, I got a set of plastic in the round, like these purple circulars. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start using these. And it literally like got stuck. Like, and I wasn't using. What do you mean it got stuck? Like my stitches would just not move. Like they, oh, it was oh. so tight. T- like yeah, but it not wasn't sl- tight. Not slick. They weren't it wasn't sliding slick. over yeah. the it wasn't a smooth surface. Yeah, yeah, so it was just like kept getting stuck, and I'm like, this is so weird. That's Again, obnoxious. I am not a tight knitter, so it was like I don't understand why this isn't moving. And then, come to find. I switched my needle to a metal and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is fine. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But that being said, I don't want to like trash on any needle that's not metal because I also find like w- if I'm using DPNs, I don't like using metal because they slide right off. Yes. Everything yes, slides off. Yeah. DPNs so, are, are good. Wooden. Yeah. So I, I think it's like depends on what you do. But the fact that I use circulars majority of the time, that's the reason Certain why I'm Certain brands like, have, a diff- have a better like, um, you know, mileage may vary on certain brands um honestly like i have a love hate i got um what are they are they my um interchangeable circulars i don't remember i don't remember what they are they're plastic they're actually um they're nice they're like a marbled plastic um and i do really like them i actually uh because i I don't have the issue with the with the thread getting stuck on them or anything like that They, they actually work very nice um my issue with those is that and i don't know if it's just me like as I'm working, they'll start to like the because they're interchangeable. They'll start to come unscrewed. It's not just you; it happens to from, me too. From uh, from the the um, the cord comes the co- unscrewed yeah. from the needles. The cord yes. comes unscrewed from the needles, and it's usually not like a lot, but it's just enough that as I'm sliding the they thread on, stuck. they get stuck inside of it. And now I'm like, convenient. It's so can I can I pick it and grab it off? Do I have to take the whole stupid thing off to get it unloose? And um. And that that is, is they're so convenient, and at the same time, that always happens. And it doesn't matter how much I've tightened them, and like I always manage to it's work obnoxious. work them open. Do you, um, do you tighten them with the little yeah, with the little needle thing, the, the little doohickey? Yeah, that, the, uh, yeah everybody, the, yeah, the wire thingy. Pause. Yeah, the little thingy, majigger. <laughs> Nobody. Sorry, if you have no idea what we're talking about, I have. I have another one. If Are we going to talk about the metal just doohickey? No, we're going to keep going. Yeah, we're Forget the doohickey. If you don't know what the doohickey is, I'm sorry, you're screwed. Go. So. <laughs> it's it's another needle pet peeve, but yeah, go. We could um, just we could just rant about needles. We could we could literally <laughs> um, blunt tips. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. But that is there's literally there's nothing worse. Um, back when I was knitting the the winterberries cowl, and you have to purl seven together. Um, I was. To make the bobbles on the winterberries oh, cowl. Yeah. I was so confused. I was like, why are you purling seven oh, together? Oh, God, no. I mean, they come out looking so cute. Yeah. But it is the most obnoxious stitch. Um, totally worth it. But obnoxious. And I was I was hating every second of it. Like, I freaking hate this project. And then I got a new set of needles that had, like, these stiletto tips. And all of a sudden, I was, like, flying through the project. And I'm like, curse these blunt tips like they're just no, okay. oh they're so annoying but yeah. so but stilettos when you need them yes yes definitely get yourself at least one pair of lace needles man they're so good and you're like trying to do a color work and you're changing in between and there's like not really a good way to switch colors without having that switched color row 
like uh the step in there yes you're talking about the step the step yeah and or or when you're knitting stripes and you have that nice yes, ridge that the, the, yeah. uh, hate that and it's hate like it. yeah there's just um there's there's really no way around it that's just that, that there is are ways but is. they're all really finicky and obnoxious yes. and it's very complicated right and you're like yeah i could do that or i could just go but i'm not entering this it. in any sort of like <laughs> contest and if someone's gonna critique this they can shove they it can, they can just go <laughs> so they can shove it <laughs> i'm a woman on the edge this week oh okay? also also when you back. get you get because okay also kind of having to deal with color work but it could just be in general you needing multiple skeins of yarn where you get the same brand the same type oh. the same kind and then it like hell it's the you same the same dye, dye lot. lot and you're going it together and it's like it's just just slightly smaller or just slightly off color and you don't notice it until you notice it and well, that's why I dyed my Branwen shawl. Yeah, cause because it was supposed to be like this light blue color. And when I changed skeins of yarn, the second skein had more like white speckle in it. And they claimed and it was the same dye lot. I remember the same you, you dye lot. it was the same lot. But um, no, or like I said, you'll it be looks doing much something. better now that it's dyed. Though. Yeah, it and, does. And you'll realize like, oh, like my scarf looks like I put a decrease in it somewhere, but it's it's just not. It's because the yarn is like a millimeter smaller now, and yeah. that shows up after a while. Um, so stuff like that. And again, uh, most of the time you don't even notice until you're like... Didn't that happen with those gloves you made? Yeah. The second one was like, this, yep. I can't tell. You can tell. Yeah. Be, yeah I cannot tell. Like just, just slightly Slightly off. smaller. Um. And sometimes it has to do just with your knitting gauge, like, because that can change sometimes in between projects. And you're like, oh. Especially if it's been a long time. Yep. Yeah. And it up. Yeah. So, so that, that is like, oh, uh, there's no getting around it, but there it is. One that I ran into with the yarn I bought in Portugal is the glitter strand that is woven mm. around the yarn, not in the yarn. Okay, so there's some skeins of yarn that have that glittery effect. Yeah. And if they don't weave it in to the ply, so if it's not like woven into um, the yarn, yeah, yeah, yeah. they just wrap it around the yarn. Like a barber strand. Pole. Yeah. Like that's basically what it is. Yeah. So then when you're knitting with it, you literally, you'll pick up the glitter strand, not, and not just the pull yarn. it out. Yeah. And, and it'll just and you'll come pull out. the whole strand yeah. out. It's a it, mm. no, yeah, and it's <laughs> so my girl, my girls, my girl. I had the I had these purple balls with glitter strands in them, and I it was the yarn I bought in Portugal, and um, my girls both wanted hats, so I had to make two of these hats with this with this yarn, and literally every four stitches, I was I had to pick off because I was like accidentally pulling the glitter and not the full mm-hmm. strand. Yeah. That would drive me crazy. They're also I when, did it twice. When, <laughs> when they they use those ones too, oftentimes that that strand that they use can actually cut you, um, because uh, Twinkie actually again Twinkie yeah. Uh, yeah that's what that yarn was like, um, and I didn't realize, but 
but it was basically like they did old school tinsel in this thing. And I would notice if I caught it like wrong, like I, I was getting paper cuts all over my hands and I couldn't figure it out until I pulled one of those strands, realized I had to pull the thing out and I like actually sliced myself oh, wow. as I was pulling it off. And I was like, oh my God. So, um, and it's fine when it's just in the yarn, like, cause I try, I'm like, okay, this is weird. Cause this is supposed to be a kid's gift. So I, it's perfectly fine when it's in the yarn. It's when it comes detached from it and, and you're like sliding along yeah. it that, that you get caught and it's kind of mm-hmm. like getting getting a rope burn, honestly, more more like that. But um yeah, so it's like you're like, oh so not all uh sparkly strands are made alike. Yes. Um very but, accurate. So, you know, if I mean I love working with sparkly yarn, but you gotta kinda know which one you're working with. You can't really work with a lot of the sparkly yarn. Cause... I can't. Um, I'm, I'm like sensitive to everything. It kind of sucks. <laughs> you wonder why I like Malabrigo so much. It's because I'm not allergic to it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I do get, um, I'm not, I don't know if, if I'm allergic to it. I think it's just a sensitivity um, to, I, I think it's called Stellina, which is that, that sparkly strandy stuff. Mm-hmm. It just makes my hands not feel good when I knit with it. I also have a random one. Fire away. When you are blocking a large piece and you have to put it on the floor and then your pet's like, no. hey, Those that's where I want to sit. That looks like a wonderful place to sit. And you have an 80 pound pit bull mix. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine if you will. <laughs> imagine if you will. A, a, a young and spry tripod. Pitbull mix going, hooray, mommy put something on the floor for me. Oh, yes, for you. I'm just saying now that you have brought up the spry young tripod, you probably need to put a picture of him on the, on oh, the podcast yeah. page. Yeah, I do. You got to okay. pay the dog tax, you know. That's true. Okay, that's fair. I will put a picture up of Barlow. And, you know, we could put up a picture of everybody's cats because everybody else has cats. That's true. We, do. we could just do a whole pet profile. Princess is mine deserve my buddy. to be on because they literally pulled strands of my more simple line shawl when I was blocking it. Ooh. And I almost had, like, a fit. Okay, but here's the thing. A um, fit. Again, people with pets that may not know. Uh, cat pulls... So long as they didn't snap the yarn are actually very easy to fix. Um, it sounds really weird, but you basically just pull the hell out of out of it around this. Like if you have the pole, um, you line up the pole in the center of like your hands and you just pull it every which way. And that that pulled thread will eventually work its way back down into and you'll never notice that it was there i was very upset yeah um, i do that all the time there is my, no, my cats will will put poles in a lot of my work there is no recovery from no 80 pound and, no there really is dog uh, i here. i yeah. can't help with that um no no it's a it's a I'll destruction say, scene the, the the cat pole method works on multiple things a dog pole thing i feel like it's a bit harder they're a lot <laughs> larger for the most part and um heavy-footed in general dogs yep. are a bit more heavy-footed in general than than cats so and he looks up at me and he's like mom I thought and you he, how this can you stay in that I mean, is that for me mm, that's for yeah, that's clearly for me, for me. <laughs> well that's all the time we have for today uh thank you for joining us tune in next week for another fun episode of laughs tears and drama at pardon my stash Thank <laughs> you.